Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm your host, Yucca. And I'm Mark. And today we are talking about our February holiday. Right. We've come to the point of the wheel of the year where we've the, the light has come back significantly in the northern hemisphere and we're about halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And so it's time for us to have another pagan holiday. It is. And we were mentioning before hitting record that this is our fourth time rolling around to this holiday on the podcast. So there are four, well, this, there's three previous episodes. So if you want to go back and listen to what we said and, and find all the places where we've changed what we're doing, then you can. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. let's go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, we're not going to apologize for doing the same thing year after year. Our practices just don't change that much on a year by year basis. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the thing about it being a wheel, right? right? The wheel keeps turning and turning, and you get back to the same place on that wheel. But but it's lovely because each time it is a little different, right? So there, it's that that point that you can touch back to that familiar place, and yet life is just always changing and always different. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you learn new things and you get exposed to new ideas for rituals that you can do, or you have new ideas yourself. I've got a couple of new ideas for the for celebrating this holiday this year that I'm kind of excited about. So why mm. don't we dive in and start out by talking about what do we call this holiday and when exactly is it? <laughs> yes. So it's one of the holidays that isn't like the solstices that that people are very familiar with the time and there's some choices for when do you place this. For me, the wheel of the year is more about the season and then there's the holiday, which is kind of like the the cake topper for it. It's great, but the specific moment is a little bit less important. So we'll usually just do it on, we'll do our celebrations on whatever day is kind of closest to the 1st of February where we have t time, right? That mm -hmm. everybody can be together for it. It's not the day that, you know, everybody's working 12 hour shifts and, and all of that. Sure, sure. Whereas, so when is it free? Yeah. Whereas I tend to shoot to get to the time that's most convenient, that's nearest to about February 4th, which is the actual midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Mm -hmm. So I. I'm less invested in the sort of traditional idea of this holiday being on the 1st or the 2nd of February, which I think derives somewhat from Christianity with the celebration of Candlemas on mm -hmm. the 2nd and Groundhog Day, all those things. Um, not that Groundhog Day is Christian. It has nothing to do with that. So I try to get closest to the 4th. And typically it'll be a weekend day that's closest to the fourth that I celebrate this holiday on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have a different name for it 
than some of the popular names. Right. I mean, the, the popular names in the pagan sphere are either Imolg, which I learned recently how to pronounce properly from an Irish person. Yes. In fact, that video will come out on the YouTube channel tomorrow. If you're listening to this the day it comes out on Monday, Tuesday, we have a roundtable discussion with some great folks. So keep an eye out for that. And that's on the YouTube channel, which is that'll now, be on the YouTube channel, which is now posting weekly videos. So you should go check it out. Yeah, um, it's posting this as well. So the which has been lovely to get the comments from everybody. Right. Um, yeah. So we yeah. get some good discussions going on the the comments. And then usually Wednesdays is when we post the weekly video. But this week, I'm going to post it on Tuesday so that everybody has time to think about what they're doing if you do celebrate on the first before Wednesday. Oh, it, but I'm sorry, Mark, I cut you off on that. Oh, Go ahead. no, no, not a problem at all. Where I live, February or, is generally the, the wettest month of the year. Mm -hmm. And so and what I mean by that is that it rains almost every day in an ordinary year. Now, of course, we've been dealing with drought. And everything is much more chaotic now because of climate change. But still, what I come to expect when I get to February is that it's going to rain a lot. And mm -hmm. so what I celebrate at this time of year is sort of a hybrid of more traditional themes and then the Festival of Water, which I name River Rain. Mm -hmm. And so River Rain is the time when we celebrate all the good things that water does for us in all of its different forms, and uh, as well as having some of those more kind of Irish holiday traditional things that are associated with this holiday particularly. Mm -hmm. So I, I call this holiday River Rain. The other name that I have used for this in my writing, because it's much more universal, is to call it brightening or the brightening, yeah. because that that applies everywhere in the northern hemisphere. It it is getting brighter now, and it's yes. both the days are noticeably longer. So we've come out of the depth of winter, even though it's still going to be cold and either wet or frozen for quite a while longer for in in many places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very different for us. We are not getting rain every day at all. It's this is this is winter, very much winter for us. Although there's the hints as the as the light is brightening, coming back a little bit. But it's January, the beginning of February is really the most bitter cold time for us. Mm -hmm. The last week, our days, the highs have not gotten above freezing. Mm. So we'll typically more be in the the late 30s or early 40s during the winter but this time right now is just really really bitter and it's that last bit i usually call it second winter sometimes no school but usually just second winter and it's there's the hints of spring but it's still it's like no we haven't gotten through it yet and it's still there's still a quietness to this time of year for us before things really start kicking off and getting moving when the spring comes back uh -huh. and yeah and it's the time that we think about and celebrate the um, hoofed creatures the ungulates the 
this is the time of the celebration of the the dairy and the meat and the furs and those sorts of things that just a reminder of the the partnership and reliance that we have on these other creatures specifically the the bovines and the caprines and those those beings that we've been so close to for you know thousands of years and that our right. our lives depend on mm. so that's our our focus during this time that's yeah that's great that totally makes sense to me it's also e even though it's it's wet here and therefore it's green as opposed to the summertime when everything turns kind of golden brown all the creeks are really rushing right now and the early wildflowers are starting to come up we have mm -hmm. we have snowdrops and milkmaids and and some of the really early things i would imagine that crocuses and tulips are putting but not yet blooming here mm -hmm. but because of the amount of rainfall it's still very much that feeling of being indoors kind of sheltered against the elements and so it's it's also a time that works very well for the traditional association of this time of year with planning and mm -hmm. kind of getting prepared for things to start happening again, but they're not quite happening yet. Right. You're getting prepared kind of on an, a, a mental and emotional state more than like actually getting your tools out and Right. Right. Although you might sharpen your tools this time of year, you know, you might, yeah. you might do maintenance, that kind of thing, just to make sure that when the time rolls around, when you can act, that you can spring into action and not have a bunch of repairs to do first. Yeah. You know, all the kind of industry that can happen indoors is the sort of thing that can happen now. So other associations that I have, what, what I, what I try to do is sort of meld some of the traditional Irish fire festival associations of this holiday, which are very much tied up in the image of the goddess Bridget, mm -hmm. who is associated with poetry and craft and the forge and the sacred well, a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Childbirth as well, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. As well as the water holiday and so forth. So one of the things that I've come up with this year that I'm excited about is I have a, a little anvil and a three pound sledgehammer um, mm -hmm. that I've used in these in rituals at this time of year for probably 20 years now. Um, and there's just something very satisfying about that ring of the of the the hammer on the anvil. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get some either metal slugs discs. Or if mm -hmm. I can't get those, I'll get a roll of nickels and I'll use those and use a, a chisel stamp with a pattern on it mm -hmm. on the anvil. And so stamp the pattern into the coin. Each participant in the ritual will do that. And then we'll pitch them into a, a container of water that will be our wishing well and make a wish for the coming year as we toss our our coins into the sacred well so mm. that that's my new idea for a for a river rain or uh imog ritual this year and we'll see how it turns out mm, i love that how big is your anvil it's about six inches long maybe seven inches long it's tiny it's heavy 
sure because it's made out of iron but it's 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 small it's more like it's a little bit bigger than a jeweler's anvil mm-hmm. so it's the kind of thing i guess that you would like keep in your garage if you needed to use dies and taps sometime you know something that required hitting with a sledgehammer it's but it it sits out prominently on our household focus sits there all year waiting for this time of year to roll around so i can use it that's lovely i love the image of the of a little anvil <laughs> uh-huh yeah yeah because i mean ordinarily an anvil is you know what it weighs 400 pounds and it's three feet long and <laughs> you know some gigantic well, thing I, I grew up with them in the in our garage but I, the ones that we had were you know maybe a foot long maybe oh, a foot uh-huh. and a half enough that you could the enough that you sort that i certainly wasn't going to be able to move it around uh-huh right and but, that's yeah. the kind of thing that you can make i mean you can bend bar steel on and you can make you know horseshoes and things like that my anvil is too far too small for that um mm-hmm. but it's shaped like a traditional anvil and you can still hit it pretty hard and you can still hit it good and hard and it makes that wonderful ringing noise mm-hmm. so so it's a it's a great ritual tool to have for this time of year Hmm. So that's um, lovely. <laughs> yeah. So uh I was going to ask you, what are your sort of ritual observances at this time of year? Yeah. So there is this this beginning of it, but a lot of the focus for me really is on that that connection and the dependence and kind of responsibility to other life. And so one of the things that I do is I, and this is my kind of main thing that I do for the, for the holidays is I will take a time to do, to kind of separate and go off by myself to do a reflection and meditation and take time that I don't normally, I mean, last time we were talking about how I really don't have a lot of time, but I'll take an hour or two to do like a like a meditation for myself. And sometimes I'll do that in ritual space and I might, you know, do a circle. But there's also a, a lot of focus on that comfortness. So one of the things that we do this time of year is we get out, we have, you know, furs and things and you've got to brush those out and take care of them. So get all that brushed out and nice and soft. And instead of going out, because I usually go out for these, but I will wrap myself in the furs and maybe have a nice warm mug of broth and just feel soft and comfortable and just that taken care of and in that sort of quietness Mm -hmm. and before i've woken up for dawn for it and i think i'll do it at dawn again there's something very special about the transition of the light whether it's the dawn or or dusk but dawn is lovely because then the light has come there's something about the this, and it's, I think it's because the sun is coming back, mm-hmm. or rather the days are getting longer, but to start in the quiet darkness and then have the world wake up around you in this, you know, soft, protected, safe space. Sure. Yeah, that sounds lovely. And then with the kiddos, the last few years, we've actually painted pine cones, which has been fun. So we'll take, we've got, here we get the, we've got big ponderosas and they have these lovely huge cones. And then we have a little pinon 
um, pines that have these smaller ones that are maybe only a few inches across that look more like flowers. Um, mm. And so we'll collect those and paint them in very kind of pale colors, like a light white or very light blue and string them and hang them up. And that's, and we've also done ice candles, which has been really fun where you make a candle holder for, for a little candle, like a tea candle, mm -hmm. take it out of the metal and stick it, stick it in. And if you do it outside, then you don't need to worry too much about it. But if you do it inside, you have to make sure that you don't put it on your wooden table. Make sure you're putting it inside <laughs> a tray or something, because right. as it melts down, it melts the ice away. But the light just dances so beautifully on it. Mm. So, mm. yeah. I don't get to do very much fun stuff with ice and snow because we just don't have it around here. I know that at this time of year, one of the Ethiopian Society council members, John Cleland Host, he does candles in the snow with his with his kids. They mm -hmm. they actually pour melted wax into the snow oh, right. make, because the snow is really deep there in the Midwest. And it I mean, makes, he's so it makes much colder whole, climate than both of us. Yeah, stick, stick a wick into it and then light it, and it looks really cool. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, we just made. So my father came over and we made oil lamps actually oh. with the kids. So we made it out of clay and did the traditional kind of very they very kind of Middle Eastern shape um, mm -hmm. because we're on. On that side were Sephardic, so some of the old kind of lamps that we would have had from that time period. But we made it with the clay from our land here, which was really uh -huh. nice. Nice. And so that's a. And then we used. We've got a whole bunch of lard, so the lard burns beautifully. You wouldn't uh -huh. think it, but it burns beautifully for for the the candle. So. Uh huh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely another light holiday, right? I mean, not so much as Yule or midwinter, but it's still, you know, when when you're paying attention a lot to what's happening with the light because it's still so new coming back. Mm -hmm. um, and so all kinds of things with candles and oil lamps and all that kind of stuff are completely appropriate. You know, and... In a way, the light almost feels a little bit more important to me now, because when we get to to solstice, I haven't the the dark is still kind of refreshing. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready for the dawn to come back yet, but now right. I'm feeling like okay, dawn, come on. <laughs> yeah, okay, that that yes, was enough yep, of that. Yep. yep, it's time. Yeah, I'd like I'd like the the light again. I'd like I'd like those insects to come on back, please. You know, have some. Right. Have a little bit more life around. I mean, we have lots of life here. We're surrounded by birds and rodents and all sorts of things. But, but when the warm comes back, it everything buzzes to life in a way uh -huh. that that is quiet right now. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of different thoughts about ways to celebrate the season. The this time of year is also often associated with things like poetry and various mm -hmm. kinds of creative and craft projects, of course, because people are still largely trapped inside where they may do their knitting or wood carving or, you know, whatever it is. All of those things are, are good things to practice around this time of year. But the most important one of all, of course, is just noticing. Noticing right. the change, you know, things are 
things are not the same as they were in the middle of December. And that change is going to continue as we move on towards the, the spring equinox. Yeah. And we'll be talking about it before we know it. Yeah. Time flying by. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Yucca. And I hope that you have a really wonderful holiday. You too. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us and listening. And we will see you next week. Yeah. See you next week.